0: So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do,
1: whatever you do,
0: whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever
1: You Do. I'm
0: Danny, And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure
1: out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Hello. This is feeling... This is feeling... Like a back to normalish. Feel. We're back in
0: the office. Good old days of podcasting in chairs at a desk. Yeah.
1: Although you do have a new uh, fancy laptop setup. I do. But yeah, we are, and it's a Friday night. It's a Friday night, so we're recording. Part feels Kids are doing a movie. You're with in time. like normal clothes. I'm dressed. I mean, I'm dressed. <laughs> We're both dressed. We need to take a picture. Probably. We probably should do that. I was thinking
0: we should do another Facebook Live one of these days of like a QA. and a We should
1: do that after we're done That's with. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get through... The next. The tasks at hand. Yes. And then... But yeah. That would be fun. So... We are... It, it's convenient that we record on Fridays and that i changed weeks on fridays Mm -hmm. because it's like i'm eight weeks today Mm -hmm. it's like
0: just that's really convenient so and i'm eight weeks nine weeks post-accident today
1: yes no you're way more than that no i'm not
0: my Nine baby weeks. is five weeks old the oh, accident right. was four right, weeks before. Right, right.
1: I forgot that the whole pregnancy starts, like, that week one is, like, way before you even ovulate yes. or anything. So right. I was having trouble in my mind being like, no, I didn't get pregnant, like, no, right after. No, we were after. pregnant together. I know we were pregnant together, but we, I wasn't pregnant, like, a yes. week after right. your accident. I mean, yeah. Like, I wasn't even t- ovulating for a few right. more weeks. So that's, so that's what it was like throwing. Yes, it if was
0: people just... People get very confused about even calculating Even me, and I even know how this works. I know, but...
1: Yes, you're nine weeks post-accident and... Yeah. A little over five weeks since you've had your baby. Yep. Five weeks, one day.
0: Yeah. You had big news today. I... I know, it was weird. On the nine exact. week Exactly. I drove a car for the first time. How was that? It was fine. Um, Pain-wise in my foot, it felt okay. Like it's like less than walking on it, so mm-hmm. that felt fine. And sorry, I'm um, getting a text message. Um, and then I was doing fine up until I was. It was fine the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I was driving a couple errands, and I in my head. Was driving... I was thinking I was at a different spot than I was, and I wasn't going to drive past the accident until suddenly... You were? I was like, oh, I'm not... I thought I was further down Country Club than I was. Uh Uh-huh. So when suddenly I was, like, driving through the intersection, I got a little, like... Oh, just like my is, hands sweaty and yeah. just a little like heart beating but also like well it's not like i'm like oh this is the magical place um, that far right. accidents happen like yes I, logically i knew the odds of like getting into an accident and again at that so, but it yes. still just felt a little it's just
1: that it conjures yeah. up those memories yes. in a different way than mm-hmm. other places do and yes
0: so that was a little weird but it was really nice
1: were you did you drive your new van at all no
0: that would have also felt different. Yes. I, I drove our car. Yeah. And I was, I intentionally didn't, I was going to take some kids with me to go and I intentionally didn't because I knew I would have to drive the van and I'm like, I'm not quite ready Yeah, to experience that. Yeah. That makes so, sense. It was, uh, it was very nice and freeing to be able to like, just drive to a place and do a pickup order. And yeah, I mean, that's a long time to not drive. Nine weeks. To drive I know. Again. I know i've never yeah. not driven that long yeah it's a really long time yeah well that's
1: congratulations thank you thank you very much i went and did my early pregnancy lab work uh any lab test now today well, you can
0: order your own labs yeah anyone doesn't know about that that's our hot tip i do feel like it's slightly more expensive but, sure, and if you have insurance, like, it
1: well, kind of Well, yes, makes if you sense. have insurance, then but we do a health share ministry and it, I mean, I could have my midwife order me labs and go to Sonora Quest, or I could order them myself at Sonora Quest, but any lab test now is great so because it, it, you don't wait. There's not like a million people in there. It's not all gross. Like, it's... Just, you go in, you mm-hmm. are getting your blood work done in, like, right away. two minutes, yeah. and you're out the door, and yep. it just... And you
0: can pick what you want and what you don't want, and... Yeah, so... I love it. I did that today.
1: I took my oldest daughter to get drug tested.
0: Oh, is that where you took her?
1: To? I No, I took her to... They have... Uh, it's Set up through some chiropractic office that does oh. drug testing, so that's where they send
0: all of their. Uh, okay. Well, tell why <laughs> before we go so, any further, and forget to mention why you're drug testing your 14 year old. I'm drug testing my 14 year old because they
1: launched a little, not a program. I don't know. They they decided his the employee or the the owners at Chips Work, Roll Barbecue decided to allow the managers kids to start working at 14, so Kenzie is going to start working probably only like one shift a week when Chip is there. There's certain laws of what hours they can work when they're under 16, so... Mm -hmm. In general, they don't hire under 16 because they don't want to have to deal with scheduling issues and conflicts because they can only schedule people at certain times. But it feels like a really unique situation to be able to let our kids start to get that experience yeah. where they already have a ride That's there so cool. and they don't have to be committed to doing a bunch of shifts and a bunch of hours. and.
0: But it's also probably... Really nice for Joe's.
1: To yes, like. right now they've been having a lot of trouble getting workers. and I feel like that's
0: like all yeah, restaurants
1: so, and places. So. so it will definitely be helpful for that. And yeah, so she will start that very soon. But that's kind of our current life updates. There's not a lot more kind of getting back
0: into don't say swing or bandwagon or any of those terms we've a used group. previously getting into a group. we totally weren't <laughs> in a groove, and more things occurred
1: I know but <laughs> somehow even though it feels really overwhelming I feel like God has been gracious to let us start to find things that we can add back in that we feel like convicted that we need to be on top of with our kids education type stuff Mm -hmm. and things like that that don't feel easy and don't feel real convenient Mm -hmm. but little by little I do feel like how are you how are you feeling by the way because I feel like a week ago we didn't podcast a week ago Mm -hmm. and I'm putting you on the spot here because this would probably normally be more of what we would pre podcast.
0: Oh, we're doing a real podcast from the pre podcast.
1: (sighs) Yeah. But I, I, there was definitely that you hit that four week postpartum Mm -hmm. stint.
0: Yes, which I have had, and we've talked about this on other episodes, of around the month mark, at least my last two babies. Where I really struggled emotionally right around that four week mark. Like I do totally fine until that
1: time I clearly remember we both did that the last time. And it was interesting since I was exactly two weeks ahead of you. Yeah. Because I had literally just, just had it, and gone then I went through it. it. Yes. And so it felt like I was like, it's yes. okay.
0: It's but I remember okay. it was with Arrow. That mm. it was a, and maybe I had some degree of, of it with other babies. But I remember with Arrow, it felt like the first time I was feeling so, like, out of control in my emotions. And how I was feeling unlike any other babies. And I remember it with Arrow. And I remember it was even hard for me to, like say out loud to even, like, you or mm-hmm. Tim, that, like, I was feeling so just...
1: I do think that on some level there's an aspect of of the fact that you, ha- when you have as many other children that it feels like have so many things you feel responsible for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it, it changes something like arrows, yes. your fifth baby
0: right it changes
1: what the and, level of right
0: weight of things of in the one month mark is always like the okay we're physically better from birth like you feel like you should be getting back to right quote unquote normal yes.
1: but you yeah
0: and so this and time it's just been a whole slew of another level of yeah. emotions from just that aspect like hormonally and like giving birth aspect, but then also the, like...
1: Post-processing.
0: Post-processing the car accident, which is, like, this is a time frame in which it takes me to actually process through traumatic things (laughs) happening, and then the, like, me getting back to normal life. Physically, I'm fine from birth, but I'm not fine from the accident, and so I'm even more, like, frustrated with my inability to get back to normal, but yet... And not even knowing
1: when or how or what that will look like. Yes. So... It definitely felt like a week ago. Almost, I mean, it was like Saturday. Was really hard. Friday was really hard. I it was I had just many days right, that were really hard. Yes. I do not even remember. Yes, there were, but it was right. I feel like it, it basically like. Yeah, right at the I, I just know that mark. there was an element for me that felt like okay, well this is not totally out of the blue because mm-hmm. it feels like I've been expecting that there would be yeah, this time. So all I was all that to say in my interacting with you like today, mm-hmm. I I definitely feel like there's some amount of a difference. I'm not saying that you're totally, like, through all of those emotions. and But do yes. you feel like you're, like, maybe not 100% of the time in that uh, place of...
0: I feel like God is... Convicting me and forcing me to med on, like, what I'm meditating on and mm-hmm. what I'm allowing myself to dwell on. Like, right. the challenges of what life is right now will lead me to crying all day. Right. <laughs> like, yes, that just is. And so anytime I start kind of going down that mindset of, like, how frustrating life feels right now and how frustrating my house feels, how frustrating everything feels, mm-hmm. he's just been convicting me a lot on what I'm thinking about and what I'm meditating on and I'm just trying to like anytime there's a spare second like I have headphones in and I'm listening to The Word or listening to Psalms for Trials or some other book that like and I'm just trying to be a lot more intentional on like what is my heart meditation and I feel like that has... Helped Which a lot and changed a I lot. I think
1: that that even feels so different than a week ago when it felt like I I could encourage you in that. And I knew that you knew yes. on a logical level yes. that that's what you needed to do. Right. But there can be those places that get to so much like, I know that's what I need to do, to do and maybe it will help. But it doesn't even feel like it's even
0: helping. I think it. there was last week at this time, there was just so much more apathy. Like, I just didn't care Mm -hmm. about any of it. Like, and so... To even make the
1: effort to be meditating on something different felt like, but I don't care about meditating. Right. Everything
0: just felt overwhelming. I either I told, I remember telling Tim and you I had two emotions, and those were sadness or numbness. I had to either be numb or I had to be sad, and there was no, like, other emotion that I could experience, and so I, I would say that that's improving, but I really feel like it's God's work on my heart more than I feel like it's like, oh, I'm just past the one month part. Right, right. Yes. I was more asking. I mean, there is, I'm sure, some level of like hormones are balancing and things like that. um, But I know we've been. But my life circumstances isn't really different.
1: God would. definitely help because that's the thing that feels yeah. it can feel so frustrating in those moments as you feel like god you have to do this yes for sure like, i don't feel yeah. like i can contribute to mm-hmm. this at
0: all and and an utter lack of sleep at this point in yes. time is also just making it that much more yes. challenging so for sure
1: yeah which it feels like even that is something that we go through seasons Mm -hmm. of and it feels like how could I mean I know that I've made you scripture about no sleep before and Mm -hmm.
0: yeah uh, it's an ongoing idol that comes up in my life every time I have a and it's so
1: hard because I feel like on we've talked about this before too on one level it becomes an idol when you place it, when you start to not believe that God will give you what you need and you start to dwell on the lack of it more mm-hmm. and, and and create, you create an idol out of it. But that doesn't mean we're not saying that's that sleep isn't important right? But and I think that you can just to, live
0: forever without right, sleeping. But it comes down to like, are you trusting that God is giving you what you need and you might think you need more than one hour of sleep a night but if he gives you one hour of sleep then that's and are and are
1: you willing to do the hard work of praying and asking God to show you how to rearrange your day or your time from Mm -hmm. what you feel like are your priorities and your right top things to like maybe it needs to look totally different on this day that I only got one hour of sleep that I don't want it to look different though like I I just feel frustrated that I'm now tired and needing Mm -hmm.
0: to needing to do all all these things yeah but I've always struggled a lot with feeling very angry in the night when I'm not sleeping like Mm -hmm. I've been known to punch blankets I've been known to like curse at Tim I've been known to like say very terrible things like I just get so pissed off and frustrated and uh, yeah that's something that I feel like... So, God is still working on that area. He convicted me a lot about it the other night. I literally, like, jumped up out of bed after the, like, 100th time. I hadn't been sleeping, and I was so... I'm like, I am literally just going to die. I'm going to die. Like, this is what's going to happen. And Tim was just kind of like, okay, and rolled back over. (laughs) And I, like, went in the room, like, angry, and I immediately sat down, and God was just like okay let's let's talk about <laughs> let's work on this one right now so yeah and then you were able
1: to encourage so many other women through the little yeah. through the little lesson my, god my gave you in the middle of the night
0: Monologue yeah ways in which he teaches me through verses and yeah yeah so
1: that kind of catches up our
0: life current yeah.
1: state of affairs and now we get to do the
0: our part two. This is... Uh, part two. If you missed last week, last week was pre-accident of... Last week was where we
1: had left off with podcasting until, and through my abrupt leaving for mm-hmm. Michigan and all of that. So if you missed that, you can go back and catch up with that part of the story. And yep. now we're picking up... This is like... I know that we gave the whole preface last week, but it definitely feels the same of that there's a level of at least for me feeling like I don't look forward to this. Like mm. like it we just it feels like we're just walking right into like emotions mm-hmm. and Yeah. Having to talk about I really about, don't know how I'm going to feel about it.
0: I, I feel haven't like had a chance to even, think about it at I, yeah. all today. Like I haven't, so I have no idea how this will go.
1: There's definitely parts of this that, again, we haven't even had a yes. chance to talk to each other at all about so much of what was going on during. The, I mean, I've heard all the big parts. I've heard like the, but I think there's going to be levels of
0: yeah, and we might go over time-wise, but we'll see. So, Chip had left Michigan
1: on a Tuesday night. In order to come back here and work. Yeah, my grandpa's funeral is Monday. He left on Tuesday night and my sister and her husband and kids left on Wednesday night. And so, Thursday, July 1st Mm -hmm. was kind of the first day where like that was the day that I went grocery shopping in Michigan, um, trying to kind of really getting more settled in my sister and her kids and families had been in the the bedrooms upstairs at my mom's house and we had been staying over at my grandpa's house and we moved all our stuff over for thursday and so it was uh, I was feeling the weight of knowing my mom had a lot to a lot on her, um, emotionally with still dealing with my grandpa's death and also as the one who was in charge of all of his
0: legal stuff.
1: Um, I'm not used to being in other places without chip with all my kids. And my kids are great. They're really helpful, but it's still a mm-hmm. lot. And when you're not in your comfortable places, you know, things like when you have a an 18-month-old, there's extra amounts of supervision needed. It just... There was just definitely, like, a big weightiness of feeling like I need to try to keep everybody somewhat, Mm -hmm. like, out of the way, not into things. Like, and this is all landing on me. So, like, Mm -hmm. any kids that wake up in the night, that's all on me. And, like, I need, it didn't feel like my parents were in there. Not that they weren't willing to help, but it felt like an extra level of, like, I don't want them to have to Mm -hmm. pick up extra things for me because they're already right. picking up a lot of extra on their own. That, right. So that's kind of where I was at on Thursday um, and into Friday. We hadn't talked I don't think much. we really had talked much. Um, I had been so busy up until that point and we had kind of just been trying to It felt like I know I had this conviction of feeling like I need to not be in Michigan, but be trying to just take care of everything with Abby at home. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I need to be present with where I'm at. Like, I don't have the capacity to be like keeping up with her schedule all the time, and like what's going on with her every and I knew that that was another hard part, but it almost felt easier to just like leave it. yeah, and there was a time difference too, which mm-hmm. makes things really challenging, yeah, so we had hardly talked at all. hardly right. texted
0: um and a, so for for me on Friday, we had someone come. Over to clean our house. I had hired this person to come
1: that book. whole week. I think you had mentioned this. On yes, the last I pod, episode. I did. But that it was a really, a, a really great good week. week. I got great. a ton
0: done, yeah. meals done, nursery you had prepped more. A friend come over and help paint and Yes. build a side table. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a very productive um week so Friday we had scheduled someone to come clean our house and I was just going to be like a fun day that was going to take the kids out to do something um I had driven Kate over to a friend's house to do a playdate, date and then we went over to my mom's for a little while with the kids well we had to be out of our house for four hours for the person to clean and we um decided to go to the mall to get some lunch and kill some more time and at this point I was realizing that I was running late to pick up Cade from the playdate. date in that I had texted my friend Desi and just, just told her that like I was going to be running late but if she wanted to just bring Cade home that Tim was at home working and so she could just drop him off anytime or I could get him if she was okay with me being late and she said that she would just drop him off and that it wasn't a big deal. So I let Tim know that Cade was going to get dropped off and that he would just be there with him until the kids and I got back from the mall. So we left the mall and started driving. Um, It's about like 20 minutes from where, from home. And we were maybe five, seven minutes from home, like not far. Um, And... Um, I just feel like I'm being so monotonous about steps of this. Um, I'm also like trying to recall details because I'm terrible at this type of thing. Um, But we were coming up on a intersection where I was kind of at the top of a hill. And the cars coming from the other direction were coming up that hill. Um, And so... As I'm about to go through the intersection at the top of the hill, I see a car coming from the other direction, coming up the hill. A white car um, that was going crazy fast. And I see him jump the median onto, like, my side. And I remember thinking, like... I don't know, at this point in my head, it felt very much like slow motion. And I remember thinking, like... Oh, good thing he's far enough away. Like I'll be able to. I just felt confident in my ability to like move out of the move way. out of the way. I really felt like, wow, he might hit that car, but I'm gonna move. And I remember like swerving my vehicle, thinking that was gonna be enough. Um, and I I remember feeling very shocked by the impact. Like really felt like even though I saw him coming, like he wasn't actually gonna hit us, right? Um. And I, 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 I'm I, pretty positive I lost some amount of consciousness because by the time I, like, started getting out of my vehicle, there's already people around my car. So I knew there had to have been, not long, but just had to have been some brief seconds that I... Right. Um, And my glasses had flown off, but I hadn't even realized this at that point. I'm very blind without my glasses. But I just immediately jumped out of the car, holding my belly. And I just remember yelling. A lady was at my door, and I just said, I'm pregnant. I have six kids in the car, and I need you to call an ambulance. And she ran off, and there was, like, tons of people in the car. And everyone was on their phones calling ambulances. and, um, And so then I ran to the other um side of the car to my kids door and opened the um door and I knew I was injured in my foot at this point but I also wasn't even thinking but I remember saying to the people that were around me that I couldn't get up into the car and I needed them to get in and get my kids out and I said I had six kids in the car even though I only had five but that's just what I said because I didn't remember that Kate wasn't there. Um, And so they just started jumping into my car. Gracelyn, my oldest, who's 10, had already unbuckled my youngest, 16-month-old, and handed him to a person. It was like an assembly line of, like, kid, and they were passing them to, like, different people to get them all to the side of the road. And there was maybe 15 people that were helping get kids out. Um, I do remember right when the crash happened... Gracelyn yelling, oh, mom, in, like, the most terrified... She said, oh, mom, Selah, in the most terrified way. And I remember sitting in the driver's seat for a second thinking, like, this vision in my mind of, like, she has flown out of the car. Like, she's... Out, like, I just felt like she was going to be outside of the car somewhere on the concrete. Because it sounded... It, it. How Gracelyn said it made me feel like Selah was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was so relieved when... I someone got her out and said like oh a guy was a man and he said she's bleeding really badly and I was just like I'm just so glad that she's there like because I really felt like at that point like that there were gonna be kids missing from the car and so I just remember feeling like I don't care that she's bleeding like just so glad that they're all at. yeah and so he um had her, had just gotten her out of the car and he like ripped his shirt off and like wrapped it around her head and was like holding pressure on her eye and he like brought her over and he was like, I don't even know his name. I don't even know anything about him, but he like held her and cared for her. I couldn't even, I couldn't even sit next to her because there were so many things happening that I, it was like, I wasn't there at all for her from then on, but this complete stranger was with her the entire time and was like being so sweet, he kept, I kept hearing, because they were sitting behind me, so... We got all the kids to the side of the road, and we're all standing there, and, um, you know, they had called the police and all of that, and um, Sayla was sitting, we were kind of standing up on the sidewalk, but Sayla was behind us in the grass with this guy, and she was just laying on him, and I kept asking, like, are you okay, Sayla?" And she just was kind of like, yeah. She, she wasn't crying or anything, but she was also not...
1: Just really out of it.
0: ...with it at all, and um, he... I remember he pulled his shirt back and it, there was a ton of blood in her eye. It looked so, so bad. And I re- remember him saying, like, give me some water. She needs some water. And he, like, put the, t- the towel back on. And then he just talked to her the whole time and kept her awake and was just, like, and this is when I had tons of people just asking me, like, are you okay? And I remember being, like, I don't know. It felt like my stomach was in, like, a, just can like a vice grip, like yeah. a contraction that wasn't. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I'm okay. And I had like this burn on my arm, and I remember my arm hurting really bad. Um, but also feeling like oh, just all trivial. Like I have to the just figure out. Of yes. needing to
1: figure out what with An your kids. And
0: Arrow and Calvert, or Arrow and Ruben, my two youngest boys at the time were just screaming. The, like they would not stop screaming, and I felt like my brain was like. not able to even, like, focus because they were screaming, and they didn't want other people to hold him, hold either of them. So I'm, like, holding both of them in each arm, and, like, feeling like, I don't know how to, like, stand here anymore, because I knew, I looked down at my foot when this lady said, oh, ma'am, your foot is broken. Like, you need to sit down. And I'm like, I need you to take them from me so I can get to the ground. And then she, like, put them back on my lap and, um... It felt like forever for the police to come. Like, it literally... I know my sense of time is completely wrong, but it literally felt like an hour. And I know that's not how long it was, but... And I kept saying, like... When the police did finally get there, I kept saying, like, how much longer until the ambulances are here? Like, what is taking so long? And they're like, ma'am, we had to call four ambulances. Like, it, it takes a while to, like, gather up that many ambulances. And I'm just like... It was just so like this feels like forever. It was also 113 degrees out. We're in like the blacktop street. Right. It was so hot. I'm yeah. Um, and I remember calling Tim. And it, I don't. It wasn't right away that I called him either. Like it, it was a little bit. I don't know how lo, how many minutes, but it wasn't like the first thing I did when I got to the sidewalk. <laughs> Um, But I remember calling him thinking, okay, he needs to meet the kids who are getting there in the ambulance at the hospital. So I called him, and I was very, like, stoic and had very little, like, detail or emotion. And I just said, Tim, the kids and I were in a really, really bad car accident. We're going to be transported by ambulance to the hospital at Banner Desert, and I need you to be there and meet us. And he was just like, okay. And then I was like, bye. And that was the extent of like the details I gave him and like so he jumped in the car with Cade and
1: did he know where the accident happened did you tell him that no mm-mm. okay
0: I didn't tell him that I think I said that we were near Banner Desert so I knew we were going to Banner Desert because I right. knew we were close to there right. but I didn't tell him where um and uh our friend was over at our house Matthew Castile with Tim so he also went with him in the car, and they drove to the hospital, and Tim texted me saying, like, I'm at the ER, and I'm like, the ambulances still aren't even here yet, so I called him back, and I just tell him, like, can you just come to the scene, because I don't know how long this is going to take, and I don't think all of us, I knew that Grayson was fine, and Reuben was fine, but I knew that Selah wasn't, Calvary wasn't, Arrow wasn't, and I wasn't, so I knew the four of us were going to be transported, and I didn't know what order it was going to happen in, and so I just felt like... And then a police officer too had said like, "Can you have someone come for the other kids?" And I was like, "Oh, I'll have my husband." So I told him to come to the scene instead, and he wasn't far away, but the whole street was closed, right? And traffic was so backed up, and he like it took him forever to get there. Um, uh, I also remember at this time sitting on the side of the road thinking. Well, Tim's going to need to be at the hospital with kids who are there. And then Grayson and Cade and Ruben, the ones who are not hurt, are going to need to be somewhere. And I remember realizing that our friend Melissa, who's normally out of town, it came down I don't know, the day before, maybe. Or that day. It might have even yeah, been that day, that day. Where she I just think. randomly was going to be home that weekend. And I think it was that day, that Friday, that she came from out of town up yeah. to their cabin. So I remember calling her, and she didn't answer, and I just left her a voicemail on her, same as what I said to Tim, like, I need you to be ready, I don't know what I need you to do, but I need you to be ready to, like, take some kids, or go to the hospital, or do something, so, when you get this, just know that, um, and then she called me back right away, but I didn't answer, because at that point, there was people talking to me, and I had given her the information she needed at that point, um, So the first ambulance came, and they took Sayla first, since she was the worst, Um, and that was hard to have her go. All of it, I don't know what I was thinking was going to happen, but it was like I didn't realize that my kids were going to be not with me. Right. Even though I knew, like...
1: You can't, yeah.
0: They can't fit us all in one ambulance, but at the same time, I didn't realize that, like... My kids are never not with me, especially when they're hurt. That it just was so, like, wait a minute, you're just taking her? Like, who's going to be with her? How is that? And they're like, it's okay. Like, the paramedics are going to be with her. And I'm just thinking, like, how do you just take a child by themselves without someone they know when they're, like, hurt? And um, then the next ambulance came, and they took Arrow. um, And then the third one came and took Calvary. And then it was one, the fourth one. (laughs) When When the ambulance came for me. And I was holding Ruben. And this was by far the hardest part. Because I knew Tim was still completely not near getting there. That I had to hand Reuben to Gracelyn and just tell her that like God was with her and that she needed to be strong for her brother and she needed to care for him until dad got there and that she would be okay and that there would be people to look after her and but for the months leading up to this um, Grayson had since Danny's atopic pregnancy and all of that Grayson had been really really struggling with fear and death and it was like a hospitals yeah it was it was in every night because it was danny's a topic and then i had been to the hospital three times and it just was a very traumatic time for her as a 10 year old and so it was like a every night she was struggling with fear and crying herself to sleep and so i know i knew like that's that's what's on my mind is like This is her worst fear is happening before her eyes. And she has to now just stand here with her 16-month-old brother and, like, care for him until her dad comes. And who knows when that's going to be. And it it was, like, horrible to have them to pass him to her and and her just stand there as, like, a 10-year-old holding this baby, like, looking at me like, I can't do this. And I'm just being wheeled away, like... You don't have a cho Like, I don't have a choice. I can't stay here. And I remember them getting me into the ambulance. And it was literally the second I couldn't see them anymore and was in the ambulance that I was like, oh, I'm not okay. Like, at that point, I felt like I was just some bumps and bruises and I was going to be fine. But once I got in the ambulance, like hit. it hit. And I'm like, my foot is not okay. Like, my foot is, is really bad. And, um... I remember they started taking vitals, and the, one of the paramedics said to the driver, like, we need to bump it up to trauma three, and I have no idea what that means, but they, they realized I wasn't okay either at that point, and um he told me like once we get there there's gonna be a lot of doctors and a lot of people talking to you and asking questions and they're gonna be moving really fast and I just want you to be prepared for that that like this is going to happen really quickly and I don't want you to feel overwhelmed but that's what is like we're walking into and so I was really glad he told me that because I had never experienced what I experienced getting to the hospital and it was literally like there was people lying the halls like like so many doctors, like from in nurses from different departments, and because I had OB, I had ER trauma, and then I had people there to like report on my other kids, and it was just like so overwhelming. And I remember at that point too realizing, oh, Tim calls me, and he says they won't let me. They won't let me back, like through the street to get to, to Gray- Grayson and Ruben. At this point, I just freak out. Like you're still not there. Like you're still not with them. And this I mean, is like when
1: you're actually I'm at the, at the I'm in or, the ER. Yeah. Like
0: I already have been transported, and I'm like, you're. It's still like it's been yeah. twenty minutes, and yeah. you're still Grayson's still there by herself. And it just was like, do what you have to. I remember handing my phone to an officer that was in the ER. And I said, like, I need you to talk to my husband, and I need you to tell him where to go and how to get to my daughter, because I can't do this, and he's not able to get through to any of the police officers. They wouldn't let him through, even though they said they would, and so he took my phone and dealt with that, and then I, um, everyone was cutting off my clothes and asking me questions and hooking me up to things, and I remember... Then doing ultrasound and immediately hearing Bo's heartbeat and feeling like, okay, like he's at least alive right now. And then, um, the officer brought me my phone back and I remember them thinking like, okay, it's still going to be a while before Tim can get, get here, here yeah. to, with the other three kids. And so I'm like, I... I, so I just texted my mom because I couldn't call with everyone talking to me. I just texted her and said, been in a really bad car accident. I need you to come to the hospital to be with the kids because they're, they're, don't, they're by themselves. So my mom called my dad and my brother and the three of them came over and they were like waiting for them and expecting them. They like let them back and it was like one went with each kid in their separate rooms and were able to just be an advocate for them. And it made me feel so much better just knowing that everyone had an adult an adult with them that they knew um and then um i they took me back for a ct scan and did all of that um they did a bunch of other tests and they transferred me to like a, a room um and some police officers came in to take photos and of my injuries and all of that. Um, And Tim went in with the other kids to, like, once he got there, to make sure what was happening with them. And then since they each had an adult, he came in to my room. And it was really... We only saw each other for, like, a, a couple minutes, but it was really... This is at this point where we didn't know any of my, like, results. I was in, like, a neck brace, and I wasn't able to, like, move, and my vitals still were, like, not great, and I was on oxygen. And so it wasn't, like, a normal, like, just waiting on our test results site. Right. uh, Like, that Tim walked in seeing me as. And he, at this point, had had zero... Update whatsoever on my condition at all he had no clue no one had told him anything he had seen the kids were all stable
1: and he had like talked to you which almost maybe was misleading because
0: he had talked to me but only me saying that we were in a car accident I had it really I
1: mean there were a few times he'd called on the phone and you had been able to hand the phone to the like
0: yes things that would maybe make
1: you think like oh she's doing okay right
0: like he I don't think he was prepared to to see like that right And he broke down crying. Um, And it was... It was a... It was really hard for him, I know. Um, And he was feeling very torn on, like... Where to be. Where to be. Um, And they had told him that they were going to be transferring me up to OB to be monitored anyway. And so they asked if they wanted... If he wanted to come with to transfer me, even though it was on, like, the whole other side of the hospital. And he was kind of like, I don't know. I'm going to just go check in with the kids. And then... I'll come to Ob after, and he never did. But um, not like it was his fault or he didn't want to. Just it didn't things work happened out that way. Um, so they transferred me to Ob, and but before that though, I remember sending you a video message through Marco Polo um, before I had been transferred or anything, because I remember you texted me at some point after the accident, somehow you had been notified. I don't even know how, who told what, because I, I didn't give any details to Tim. And so I feel like he was telling people I was in a car accident, but he didn't even know what was happening. And I hadn't told anyone anything, but I knew that you had texted me that you were praying for me. And I remember reading that, but I don't even think I responded. Um, and so I knew you were like dying to know what was happening and I felt like I couldn't because my my arm was really injured and I had IVs and blood pressure cuffs on the other I couldn't I couldn't move yeah and so I couldn't text really to update people and I couldn't really call to update people well because people were in and out of my room all the time so I remember sending you a Marco Polo video and that was at 450 what was that you Sent you the video I mean
1: it might have been a little before that but I told chip that you had just sent me at 450 I texted him okay. that you had
0: so how did you find out by the accident like what <sighs>
1: any details, but Tim just called me and said that Abby was in a car accident driving all the kids, and that um, they're heading to a hospital. He doesn't know for who or how bad or anything like that. So he's he's heading there to meet them right now, but um, just wanted to give you a heads up so you can kind of start praying. Um and I'll, uh, you'll probably get
0: updates faster than I will because I'll be at work. But anyway, um, pray for them if you
1: have a minute. All right, love you, babe. Bye. I had been waiting for Chip to call me on his way to work. It was mm-hmm. three hours later in Michigan, so we were getting dinner ready because he was going to work. He had to be to work at 2.30 and... Which would be five thirty. Mm-hmm. So we were in the kitchen trying to get start getting food ready, and I realized I like looked down and realized I had missed his call that my phone had been on silent and I didn't realize it. Then I also had gotten that voice mem- memo from him, and so I played that and I immediately called him, and he's like, "I don't have any other information. Like Tim couldn't talk to me long." And immediately, I feel like immediately after that, I started getting messages from other people expecting that I would have information and know things, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know anything. And I feel like at that moment, I, I just... It was so hard to like be present with my kids and with my parents and to like know how to do much of anything mm-hmm. um, other than just like wait and pray and yeah. but it, um I mean you know I'm immediately thinking about you being pregnant and Boaz and um. It just felt like every minute going by was, like, somebody's got to say, like, something else. Like, I've got So, it had
0: been a couple hours from when you heard that we were in a car accident before you actually got oh, any details? Like, was my video message your uh, first... No,
1: let me think. I texted Melissa pretty much immediately and said, you may already know more than me, but Chip just got called and Abby and her kids got in an accident. Please update me if you hear anything. Tim told Chip they were going to the hospital. I hate being far away. So she sent the text from two, at 2.45. She sent me a screenshot of what you sent her. Call Tim and you do to go watch Kids. Other three are going by ambulance and me. I want Tim to be with the kids in the ER. Rooney needs to have a bottle and go down to nap. Um, that's all she sent me. And then she sent me at 3.18. Tim dropped off the kids. Cade wasn't in the car at the time and seemed totally normal. Graceland actually seemed relatively okay. And um, I think... She sent me more um, more messages from somebody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Graceland told me Abby has a broken foot. Sale has a big cut on her head. Arrow has bruises on his neck. She also said Abby was bleeding from her forearm. Um, she was getting information from Gabe. Um oh that was her her and Gabe talking back and forth. Him asking and her telling Gabe gotcha. answers. Gabe so she knew just knew because
0: I think Tim was updating the elders or yeah. the beacons or something at that point. So um
1: she was just holding Ruben for his nap. She, like, me a snap. to like me picture. Mm-hmm. Um and she had like asked me she said, "Do you think I should try to put him back down, or if he falls asleep on me, will he transfer?" And I said, "I know she does usually let him cry at nap time, and she just puts him in, and they like sleep train him at bedtime too, but I wouldn't let him cry longer than like five or ten minutes. But he may be happy to be laid down." And I said, "Did he already take his bottle?" And she. She said, oops, and sent the picture of him sleeping on her. And I said, I'm sure she'd rather you be comforting him. I just meant that if he wasn't settling with you, that that might be why. So, I don't know what she ended up doing. But she ended up sending me the pictures from the intersection that... um, I don't remember who... Somebody had gone... The pointers.
0: They were in that intersection. This was actually
1: Jason Ridley drove by. Yeah, the pointers had been there, but Jason drove by later on... And he was the one. He said that they hadn't moved anything. There was a crime scene tape up. She said, Gracelyn told me that it looked like the car hit them on purpose and the man had scrubs on and I reassured her he didn't do it on purpose. He probably wasn't paying attention. Um.
0: Yeah, so I think most of everyone knows this, but the driver who hit us had just been released from prison the day before for stealing a vehicle, and he got out and stole a vehicle from a, like, car body auto shop, um, and that's what he was driving. I don't know why he was going so, like, there wasn't, like, police were chasing him or something. Like, I don't know what was making him go so fast, but... um, he once he hit us, he got out of the car and started running. And all of the bystanders that were there, helping with my kids and stuff, I remember them yelling like, "Oh, he's running! You better go get him!" And they, there was a bunch of men that chased after him and tackled him and um, subdued him until the police got there. Um, but even once the police got there, he somehow. Was also running from the police, and they had to. They did get him, but yes, it
1: was. Um,
0: so, yes, it was someone who is now in jail and is facing a lot of felony charges for yep. all of that. So,
1: yeah. So I think it was about an hour before I ever heard anything from anyone from the time Chip first told okay. me there was an accident until anybody texted me back anything and that hour was like really like I feel like I was doing the thing in my mind where I would go back and forth and like well they probably just took them to the hospital it was like precautionary thing with Abby being pregnant like Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know how many and then like a second later I'd be like, like what if they're all dead like and my kids were really worried yeah I hadn't expected that to be the message that Chip sent me, so I just played it.
0: Right. So, so it wasn't like... Heard.
1: yes. so... I was obviously relieved when I knew everybody was alive and mm-hmm. but it was definitely... just like really hard. And, as hard as it was I mean it was hard for you to not have me be there to help and it was so hard knowing that if I was here
0: like thinking through all the things that yeah I would be doing you I remember you texted me is anyone with you is Boaz okay I'm praying and crying and hate this so much I just saw the update I'm glad that you're alive and that Bo has a heartbeat I'm still praying, but so glad you guys are okay. I totally, totally believe God is good and sovereign and in control of all of that. But also, I keep feeling like, is this a dream? Are our lives even real? What is even happening? What are we supposed to be doing or learning or what? I love you and miss you and don't know if I'm supposed to be here or there or where. It doesn't feel easy to get home at all. I'm so, so sorry. I'm not there with you. <laughs> I think, thankful well, we both know that it wasn't my plan to be here right now at all either. And I wish I wasn't here for that reason. I love you and I hate being so far away.
1: So, when you Marco poloed me, it was, like, (laughs) the best gift ever. So, at that point, it was, let's see, around 8 o'clock where I was. And I just kept thinking about how am I going to get any sleep tonight if I, like, haven't heard heard any more updates. And I, like, need to get sleep because I'm the one that's, like, taking care of all of these kids here and I knew that my mom was definitely like trying to be sympathetic and like cared but I, I maybe I was interpreting it differently but I, I just felt like I have to pull it together like I
0: can't you're not here like,
1: I'm like But it, like, all of the work to try to not be emotionally invested about, like, what's happening at home that I felt like I had really been intentional to do, felt like that just couldn't happen anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, it just, it was really, and I think there's a level of even the fact when you're processing these things when you... I mean, our families are so close. I, like, love your kids. I love you. Like, and there is an element of, like, the fact that Chip was far away and that I didn't even have, like, his comfort Mm -hmm. of, like, him to be praying with me and, like, hugging me. And I couldn't even be... I felt like I needed to be strong for my kids. And Mm -hmm. it, it just... Obviously, what you were going through was, like, way worse. But it was definitely me across the country also just feeling, like, kind of trapped. And, yeah, obviously, like we said, knowing that that's where God had me. Mm -hmm. And I I felt a weird... There was some level of the fact that Chip wasn't there. It it really felt like God put me completely in a situation where it was like there's no way, there's no options. Right, because like,
0: if Chip was there, you you could have felt like, well, I could just fly. Maybe I'll just for go a days. Yeah. and yeah, but that wasn't. There was no way to do that.
1: No, it it didn't. There was no practical or even really impractical way to yeah go about any of it. Um, I definitely. So when you first got in the accident, that, that like, later on that night, like, you were having consistent contractions?
0: Yes. Um, I, so before before that, um, I had been notified that Arrow and Calvary were both okay. They had had CT scans and just had mild concussions, but that they were fine. Sayla had a pretty severe concussion, and she was not with it at all she would she was completely asleep and anytime she would start to wake up she was like non-stop throwing up um they were really worried about her eye because they felt like where the the cut went went into her eyeball and into her eyelid so they knew that she needed surgery but they didn't feel like they were the right hospital to have both specialties, like an eye, an ophthalmologist and a, like a plastic surgeon. Uh-huh. They both needed to be there, and they didn't have both of them. And so it was late when they made the decision, I think, like, like 9 o'clock, that they decided they were going to transfer her to a different children's hospital. Um, and at this point, so that they could do the surgery the next morning. So at this point, this is why Tim had never made it back to my room, because he was dealing with needing to make decisions on transferring her and then trying to get Arrow and Cal discharged and who was going to take them home and all of that. My, um, I remember texting my friend Desi who she was the one who had Cade for the playdate that day and I remember asking if she could go to my house and just get, like, a phone charger and some, just, supplies for me because my phone was about to die. And she did and... She brought it to me, and it was—I had been alone this entire—for hours and hours, and I was starting to have contractions, and I was just in so much pain, and it was so—as much as I wanted you to be there, it was so great that, like, God did provide, like, another friend to, like, come, and it was past visiting hours, and their COVID policies, so that she shouldn't have been able to be let in, but they let her in, and, um— It was just really great to just get to visit with her and talk with her and pray with her that evening. And um, then they got me settled into the OB floor and I texted you at like around midnight. Um, You were texting me, asking me about my contractions at like one in the morning, I said contractions are still about every three to four minutes, stronger. But I'm kind of just waiting to see what they do. I don't really want to have them check me unless I need to be checked, because I I didn't want I didn't want it to irritate something. Right. Yeah. Um. Because I didn't really, 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 really did not want to have him. I could not move, yeah. I at all. Like I knew if I had him,
1: you wouldn't be. I able would not to
0: even be... be able to hold him. Yeah. Like I, there was no. I mean, at this point, I had like a catheter thing in. Like I couldn't even get up to go to the bathroom. Like right. there was just there was no way that that was. And I also knew. I remember calling Tim around this time, and. I remember having the conversation with him because it was around it was around midnight that he even got in the ambulance with Sayla to transfer to the other hospital. Yes, I remember it being really and late. And so this was at like one in the morning, and he's like in transferring with Selah, and I remember saying like, what do what do you what do I do if like these contractions because they were strong every three minutes, and like yeah. what do you want me to like? And he's like, you're gonna you're gonna have to have him without me. Like I can't I can't leave Sayla. Can't be in de- yeah. yeah. And I just was like okay like I didn't know who I would call to be with me or if I'd call anyone or if I'd just be by myself and um I you asked me if I was if anyone was with me and I said that I'm alone I keep trying to sleep but I can't I can really see it going either way either eventually slowing down or at any moment my water is gonna break <sighs> So, you said it's so hard because you want him to stay in if that's what's safest, but your body is doing the, but if your body is doing this because he needs to be out, you don't want it to stop either. And I was yeah. like, yeah. And I had remember talking to the nurse and she said, she said either way, they're not going to like stop it with medication. So, I was either in labor or I wasn't. And so, that's when I decided, well, I'm not going to have you check me then because if you're not going to do anything different, then... I don't want it to irritate things and start right. something, you know. Right. I remember saying I can't imagine going through labor. I can't even move at all. I'd definitely get an epidural. Maybe i just sign up for a C-section. I feel like there's no way I can do labor. Um, so this was all, like, in 1 o'clock in the morning. Um. I was really having a hard time with Gracelyn, knowing yeah. that Tim still was at the hospital with Sayla and Gracelyn was at home, and she was texting me a lot, and she was just really... Who stayed with them that night? They stayed at the Johnson's? No. No, uh, Melissa stayed at the house until Tim got home. Okay. Because eventually my dad ended up staying overnight with Sayla in the hospital when she was, right. like, settled. settled, and Tim went... I. That was a... I think Tim wanted, I know Tim wanted to stay with Sayla, and I begged him to go home because I felt like Sayla was like asleep and mm-hmm. was on medicine, and she wasn't really all that scared. And Grayson, like, Sayla had like physical trauma happening, but Grayson had emotional trauma that I felt like the only one that could help her was Tim. Yeah. And I just. She had been from the accident by herself, like not by herself. Melissa was with her, but she hadn't had either of us Wait. for that many hours. And I just felt it was like killing me every time I check in with Tim, and he's like, "I'm still here," and I'm like, "I need you to get home. Like I need you to get home and be with her." And so, um, yeah, I it felt it felt like I really had no. Idea what I, what was gonna happen, and I had those contractions every three to four minutes all night. Yeah. Like I, they didn't stop until the morning. Um, I also remember you texting me um, saying that you were struggling about feeling like you wanted to be here but couldn't and telling you that I i said God is good and faithful and even though we don't understand that this is for our good, I know you love us and at this point I really feel like God has you there and that's where you're supposed to be even though that's so sad and so hard. But I really did feel so strongly that you weren't supposed to be, like, getting on a plane to come back. Um, So I texted you updates randomly through the night. Um, I remember feeling really relieved
1: on Saturday when I found out that Tim's mom was on her way. Yes. Um, It definitely didn't. Didn't make me not want to be able to come home, but felt like, okay, at least there's another person that is, like... Yeah, close and... and like, coming. Like, like they don't feel like yeah. nobody's coming to help them, and I, uh... I did feel like I got to the point on that day that it felt like the only way I would... The only way I would um, come home was what it was if you if you had yeah. OS, and I didn't know exactly how that would work and what I would do and right. how that would all go. But it felt like I can't imagine like if that ends up being like part of this too, and right. she doesn't have someone with her or her baby doesn't have someone with him, or it just felt like I can't not be there for... It already felt like it was going to be so hard if for some reason I missed his birth by you having him early and me being gone. Yeah, But it felt like I couldn't completely miss all of that and miss everything. So I I did text him that day saying that I wanted to... I didn't know like that I, we were willing to change our plans. It, mm-hmm. The thing that felt the hardest about it was it felt like Chip had just left. And so it felt like by the time Chip actually gets back here and we could all come home as a family, it feels like not that there isn't still going to be needs, not that there isn't still stuff we could help with. But it felt like by then, the parts that felt like... It would be really helpful for me to be there. Felt like all of the like immediate aftermath, yeah. where it feels like you need people who know your kids, know your house, know your know all of these things, while everybody is yeah like it's chaos. Mm-hmm. It felt like if we come home early from this trip, like a week early, it, it not that yeah. we aren't, but we're gonna there's gonna be things for us to do. For a while, like for the rest of our lives, there's things we do as each for each other as Mm -hmm. friends that that's not going to go away. Right. But is it really like, do we really leave this trip that we've planned? And it felt like by the time Chip came back to be with us too, that was going to be the first point in our trip that we were actually going to get to like mm-hmm. enjoy the time there right. as a family in a way where I wasn't going to just feel this like massive burden of needing to make sure everybody's okay all the time. Mm-hmm. So that was a really hard decision too, feeling like the further we get from this, the more practical it gets for me to come home sooner, mm-hmm. but the less it feels like... I should. And... and then to think
0: about how God worked out literally, like, yeah. the day after.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that. That'll be a, right. spe- a special part of the next next part three.
0: I thought we'd get further into this story than we did, but...
1: <sighs> I am not surprised of where we're
0: at. But... <laughs> so, I was discharged. Accident was on Friday. I was discharged late Sunday night on the 4th of July. Um,
1: Chip didn't go to church that night because it was kind of unsure of when you were going to get released. Right. They and had been trying to get me out all
0: out all day. They were just struggling to get me a walker, that I, like a modified walker, and also... It was the 4th of July and a Sunday. And right. so finding a pharmacy that was open that could get me pain meds was also a challenge. And we were calling around different ones. And
1: yeah. Your kids... Sailor had her surgery on Saturday, the day after the yes. accident. Yes, Sailor had in the, had this in the, the morning.
0: Home. And she had... Um, they didn't end up having to suture anything in her eye, um, like in her eyeball. They just had to suture the side of her face and into her eyelid. Um, she did fracture the bones in her eye socket um, and but the surgery went great. They were really happy. really happy with how it went. Um, she was still struggling a lot with the, con- the severity of her concussion and, and like she was either still even at that point, asleep or throwing up. She was throwing up a lot for days. Um, but she got out Sunday, like, dinner dinnerish time. Um, Tim's mom came. She flew in Saturday night. Late. Yes, so she stayed. She was with the kids Saturday night. And my parents, my mom and my dad, were back and forth between the hospital with Sayla and helping with kids at home, too. Um, and... So Sunday, my mom was the one who was with Sale at the hospital and got her discharged and drove her home, um, and Tim to meet Tim's mom with the other kids. And Tim was came to the hospital to help me get figured out, discharged, and all of that. Um, it was a trying to use the walker with my arm being broken and having like a wound burn on my arm, but my foot being completely broken and. Being, like, eight months pregnant. Just even though the walker was only from my driveway to my door, my front door, that's the only distance I had to go. with the, And it was so hard. So hard. And I remember Chip being outside trying to, like, help, but also, like...
1: There's not really...
0: Like, I, I should have just been, like, Tim and Chip, I need you to just pick me up and carry me because... But I also remember... The neighbor across the street, who is someone I don't know very well at all and have, like, had one conversation with ever, but he was literally just, like, standing in his yard, just staring at us, like, this, like, 3 circus of, like, a bunch of kids, sailors in our, like, hospital gown, and they're all just standing there, and... Chip and Tim are trying to, like, help me with my walker and my giant pregnant belly and my cast on my foot and my arm is in a sling. and It just looked like, what's going on? Um, So I only made it to the doorway, and Tim and Chip got the idea to get my, like, rolling computer chair that you're sitting on right now at the front door. Then they, like, sat me in it, and then they just wheeled me back to my room because it was, like, never was I going to make it.
1: Didn't have a wheelchair yet, but you did have an office chair. and.
0: Um, And one of the providences of the Lord, which was so gracious, is that a couple months ago, we had gotten a new mattress. um, And we'd had the same mattress for the 14 years of marriage thus far. But we got a new mattress and at the mattress store. I, the guy, the salesman was trying to like sell us on like one of those adjustable mattress frames that like put the head and the feet up. And I remember being, you know, very pregnant and laying on it being like, wow, this is amazing. This would be so great postpartum after having a baby to like have this adjustments of the bed. And I kind of, it was on sale, but it was still like a lot of money. And I remember being like, what do you think Tim and Tim being like? I thought for sure he was going to be like, no way. But he's like, I think we should, I think we should just do it. And I was like, shocked. It also felt a little like, guilty that we're like, splurging on something like this. That feels so unnecessary. Like, what, so we can like, see our TV better? Like, it just felt like, why? Yeah. Why can't you just like, sit up in bed? (laughs) But I remember the first thing I thought when I like, got back to my room was like, I get to be in my own bed and like, when you're that pregnant already and then you're in so much pain everywhere to like be able to just like sit myself up like with press the with control? a remote control and sit up my legs and like put your legs up get put your in legs so many down. different positions without having to move. It was literally like, like what unreal. would you have done? Like, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done, but it wouldn't Like not. the mercy of that was So anytime someone would come visit me, I would be like, I have to tell you about this because it just felt like something got provided in a really weird, unnecessary way. But I didn't have any clue how like gracious and needed that was going to be for being in bed for weeks, for months. And a half, and like it just was so, 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 so necessary and yeah. was so great to have that. but those those first few days home were really
1: I remember you dark. You were so excited to go home in one sense because you were just, you just felt so much like you needed to all be together. Yes. But then like, I feel like the second you got home, you were like, this may have been a horrible, horrible mistake because.
0: I was begging to have them discharge me and I don't think I should have had them discharge me. At that point, but I wanted to be home with my family and all of us. I wanted to see Sayla. I wanted to hug Graceland. I wanted to be able to talk to her. And I, but it was, it was definitely, it was hard for Tim. I mean, there was a lot. I'm so, I don't know what we would have done without his mom here. Like in the night, he was up with me every hour or two because I couldn't even get to the bathroom by myself. He had to help me. And I'm very pregnant, who pees all the time through the night and it was really hard for yeah to not even be able... I could barely lift my water cup
1: right up to take a drink without having... Because your arm at this point is like... Arm still... is
0: broken. Yeah. I can't like move easily. So it just felt like I needed everything from Tim to help me. Couldn't like wipe. I couldn't get on the toilet. I couldn't get off of the toilet. I couldn't get into... Th- like after i think it was two days Melissa said like oh my mom has a walker or i mean a wheelchair you could borrow and i was like it was when i was freaking out about realizing i had to like go follow up with the ob and i was like oh
1: i can't i I
0: can't even get my walker to to the driveway like how am i gonna like get into an ob like i was like telling her this and she's like oh do you want to borrow my mom's wheelchair i'm like yes yes I do yeah. I don't know I don't know what it would have done without that like honestly another I mean, one
1: of God's yes. graciousness is
0: yes Yes. the walker would have not sufficed Yeah. at all
1: so anyway I feel like it's a good place to
0: wrap up there's more to say in the mm-hmm. aftermath of yeah, the we'll, month after
1: we'll hit that in part three mm-hmm. maybe we'll have to end up doing a five parts. We'll see. Yeah, we'll probably. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, the month aftermath could go long, could go short, hard yeah. to hard to tell. really. I didn't think this would go as long, but well, hopefully that fed fed your curious cured your curiosity, calmed your I don't know what I'm looking for. Yes. I know I know there's people who have been wondering about
0: more details than I've I've tried to, like, share a lot of what's happened, but those early days where I couldn't use my arm even, it was so hard to, like, write out what was and happening. And I think and
1: I've also, like, there's some level of when. You have shared it with certain people.
0: Yes, you've already,
1: in one sense, told the story. So it feels right. hard to remember that not everyone heard all of those knows details. the story. Just because, yeah, yes. I mean, there's definitely new things I hadn't heard in all of that. Even when I've sat in your room and we've talked about it, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if this is too. Weird for you to share or not? How do you feel about sharing the part about Graceland in the car?
0: Oh, I did think about that.
1: Um, Just because it's interesting that there is some level of feeling like God
0: yes. was was very much with her and I was
1: preparing her.
0: A couple days after the accident, that when we were leaving the mall, that all she was thinking about was how we were going to get in a car accident. And she said the whole drive home, she just, she said she wasn't necessarily scared, but that she kept replaying and like making a plan of what she was going to do when we got in a car accident. And, and I remember asking her like, well, what was your plan? And she was like, that was going to make sure that I unbuckle Ruben first. And then I was going to make sure to like help all the kids unbuckle And she's and I'm like, so how did you feel like when you saw the car coming in? It like hit us, and she was like, I just did my plan. Like I immediately knew what to do, and I immediately unbuckled Ruben, and immediately like started doing my plan. And she, I feel like there was like definitely, I don't know what to think about all of that, but there was definitely an ease of of the situation in for her of feeling like. She she expected it. for some reason, somehow, she expected that that was gonna happen. I think and that she had that plan
1: to be right, helping to know and that what to do. She was capable of doing that, mm-hmm. and that she did that's exactly what she did. And
0: yeah, so much so that she she her shoes had flown off in the car accident. And so as she's helping pass kids to strangers, she didn't realize to like try to find her su- her shoes, and everyone else was carried by the strangers, and so she had to walk across four lanes of black, hot, hot and it's all glass across the glass and she just never said it. She never like said like can someone carry me or can someone get my shoes or like I remember her telling me that after and her showing me her feet after and feeling like why didn't you like ask someone and she just didn't want to like be a burden and didn't want to like have someone else have to like care for her when she was like wanting to be helpful and not be and i just remember feeling like so sad about that that like she she was silently suffering in her own injuries that no like one thought to be like yeah. let me look at the bottom of your feet or you know because after the accident everyone had visual visible injuries except her right in reuben um but yeah so just another little detail
1: that i've I've often, like, ever since you told me about it, just thought about how, I mean, I feel like it's something in her life that you'll even be able to go back and point to her of, of God really being with her mm-hmm. in that and preparing yeah. her and that it wasn't easy, but mm-hmm. that he gave her what she needed. And
0: Yeah. And, I mean, we had spent the week leading up to this studying... Um, the verse in Philippians about not being anxious but in everything through prayer and petition make your request known to, to God and that had been a verse we had as a family been studying all week because of Grayson's fears that she had been going through and so that was also so providential of God to be able to immediately that's like what's already on our minds and yeah the so. meditation of your whole family
1: yeah okay well right. there's part two everybody until next time Bye.